This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, Halflings! It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today as always by... Leandro Nati Lewis Nyowell, but everybody calls me Unati. Yeah, and... <laughs> Jeremy Cobb, but Caldwell Tanner calls me... Harami Hop, a <laughs> rabbit from the planet Mobius. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Harami Came Hop. in strong. Came in strong, Caldwell. Very yes. good. Very good. Uh, before we quickly dive in, we have two new patrons to thank. They're just coming in. There's somebody coming in so quick at the moment. Uh, so a huge shout out to Laura Gibbs and Erin Shear. We appreciate you and love you and thank you for your patronage. Uh, today. We are going to be doing a little deep dive into the Bard class. And we thought, well, no better to do that with than our own resident Bard, the creator of our incredible music and very close friend of all three halflings, Jonathan Charles. How the hell are you? Welcome to the show. I'm very excited. This is great. I feel like I've won a competition to be here. Oh, my God. Full Prince vibe? Woof! <laughs> this makes them even more black! Cake glitches and bitches! Lands in the cusp of a teaspoon? Oh, no! On a nat 20. No! You think this is just a game? That's disgusting and I love it! Yeah. We're about to get into something real big now. <laughs> you actually did. There was a drawing. We didn't tell you about it until now. <laughs> he did have to write an essay for this, and we did hold a drawing privately. Yes. Uh, everyone yeah. we knew that we played an instrument. I passed by the skin of my teeth. Yeah, yeah. safety isn't necessarily sealed. You know, you know, we still have yeah. to like put him through the ringer, yeah. like walk the plank, see how it goes. I still have to prove myself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. We we like ran by his bed, held down the sheets, and whacked him with socks with soap inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can he? Suffer and oh, learn. that's what I was for. I thought I was just like a, you know, Friday night get together, you know. Things that friends do. <laughs> we just like to reenact full metal jacket. You know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, amazing. So, yeah, we're here to talk bards. Um, Johnny, uh, you are our resident bard. You've made the music for the show. You made the music for the Abogadu theme. Two most excellent tunes. Two most excellent uh, shows. I must be, I must be said. Most so, excellent. bangers. Like um, actual bangers, like thumping them. Actual Actual bangers. I've, been, I've actually been listening to it in my car while driving. <laughs> Amazing. I do listen kind. to it sometimes. I'm just like, ah, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to listen to this. Well, they were a lot of fun to make. We always like the righteous guitar. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not epic if you don't have some guitar wankery over there, is it? Yeah. <laughs> some yeah. extremely triumphant guitar. I love that he yes. calls it guitar wankery. Excellent. <laughs> that is so good. So good. Um, so, Johnny, uh, you play as uh, a, a bard in the uh, in my home cam- uh, I campaign. I do indeed, um, yes. 
Jinx. What's the What's the full name of this bard character? <laughs> oh yes, playing? please tell oh, us. Oh, here we okay, go. His full okay, name take a breath, is, everyone. Uh, Jinx and Talmud, Elwin, Lianthorn, Helavlo, Viamaris, Wu Hazar, Clon, and Brunash, Estianor, Gur. Uh, but my friends call me Jinx. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know how that's still in my head. <laughs> I, I, the amount of times as a DM that I've tried to like and sort of come close. Uh, impress. Uh, I've come like close like once. I came close where that was a character who was very intelligent and you said the name and I even had it written down in front of me and I was like, no. come on, you can do this. Oh, no. You That's can do this. Can and I still messed it up. I remember, the, still fir- I remember it up. the first time I actually played with you guys, I was like, oh, let me take notes. And then I was like, no. Yeah, I remember no. that. You were just like, no, no. no I'm giving up on that. Pen away from that. <laughs> I'm giving up on that. We, we're not going to learn the rest of these names. We just yeah. don't need them. Uh, Jinx. Jinx works. Jinx works. Yeah. Jinx <laughs> It's snappy. We like it snappy. Uh, cool. Uh, so, why don't we start out? Um, well, as we discussed bards, uh, what potential races could work very well mechanically? And again, uh, I just want to throw out that this is always uh, not using the optional Tasha features because uh, obviously you can kind of make most races work in this instance because you can rearrange your um, your bonuses that you get. So. Uh, this is uh, just ones that, are, as written, could work particularly well if you wanted to play a bard. Uh, does anyone have any that they would like to throw out? I got, I got a mm. whole bunch. Go, um, hell yeah, Jeremy, let's go. There, okay, so basically, I think the key thing to remember when looking at any race class combo, as I said with the rogue, is what is the primary ability score that that particular stat, or that particular class, is going to use. And in the bard's case, it's all about the charisma. And there are 11 player races, I believe, uh, that get charisma bonuses naturally. Um, the best ones are probably going to be the ones that get a plus two to yeah. it, which would be the half elf, uh, the tiefling, um, the satyr, which, by the way, is basically yes. built to play bard because they also get a plus one to dexterity, uh, mm. which is the secondary stat pretty much that bards run on is dex. Uh, that's where they get all of their best melee weapons. Um, Azamar get a plus two as well. They can be very good. Um, uh, Yuan T purebloods can be very effective. You have the changeling, which could yes. also be very easily built for bard, especially with the plus one to any ability score that you choose mm-hmm. in addition to the plus two to charisma. So you could just make, you could throw that into uh, dexterity if you wanted to and then finally you have the Verdon which also gets a plus two to charisma I love the changeling the changeling is a great one because you can because with the shape-shifting ability you can uh, cause absolute carnage in any kind of like political campaign you can uh, really really mess around especially with how good how how good bards are as a role-playing class and I guess that's probably like a good thing to throw out as well is that like I think if you're trying to build if you're wanting to build something that's like uh, like um, good outside outside of combat like a good utility character outside of your combat as well like bards are an excellent place to start um, if you want to do that because of because of the high charisma but uh, more so than that like the actual abilities they get um, like um, the jack of all trades for instance uh, which is just like a perfect thing for you know uh, for that so I mean, uh, but nice. I, I have one. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I, I, I live out sort of outside because I never really play bards. So, like, I, um, I know that we're not using any of the Tasha's uh, stuff. But um, my first instinct, because when we were just discussing doing this episode, I was like, oh, what would I, what would I do? And I like to do something that's really awkward. So I think I would love to do a Kenku bard, just because mm. of like the fact that they can like mimic voices and then just have them mm. like this awkward kind of weird, like half yeah. like winged, not really like bizarre kind of character that just kind of. Um, I can just like imagine them like I don't know re- like you know singing out like the sound of silence or something like really perfectly <laughs> in the room and putting a damper on the vibes and then we're like ah! they're like really great characters I don't know I think that would be fun if you just wanted to mess with the bard a bit yeah. absolutely I feel like Kenku are underutilized in their p- potential as bards for sure yeah. and which hopefully with the Tasha's changes that'll change because yeah. they're really they're, they're it's like the the whole mimicry thing like you said they're like designed for you know it. i mean that would be so much fun like you know yeah it'd be great i don't know i think it'd be awesome does the uh you can mimic yeah it's just it just says you can mimic sounds and things that you've heard it doesn't say there's like a time limit on it so like yeah once you've ingested that like sound or whatever you i mean you can effectively pass for anyone you know with bards you you'll get access to disguise self and uh, things like yeah. that so there's absolutely yeah. no reason that you can't be an incredibly good uh you know you utilize that for a yeah. lot yeah i just have like the image of like this like really kind of scruffy looking kenku like absolutely beautifully like enya full voice style like ethereal elf just like sending out this gorgeous sound into space <laughs> Like I just love that idea. In, um, in the game that I'm running now, they have since it's set in like a more modern-ish uh, era. They've basically created movies by having Kenku go and watch theatrical performances, and then someone will cast silent image while the Kenku does all the voices. So the Kenku will like pr- reproduce all of the sounds of everybody on stage while they'll have the visual like 3D reproduction. Uh, going as well. Yeah. That's Most amazing. of them are only 10 minutes long because that's how long the spell lasts. <laughs> <laughs> a great 10 there, uh, minutes it was. YouTube. They've invented YouTube. Yeah, they've invented yeah, YouTube. Essentially. Or early, early movies, basically. Early movies. Yeah. Really yeah. early films. And the way that I'm starting to consider them in my sort of like more like historical, historically like inspired game is in Southern Africa, we have praise poets. And I think in many indigenous cultures across the world, this idea of storytellers who sing out and sort of like tell the stories vocally and orally and I think that's quite interesting is to potentially like imbue that character and just make them a bard and not just like a normal NPC like you know like give them abilities as well and make them useful and maybe they could be I don't know like my party pull shenanigans all the time so they'll find a way they'll find Mm. a way to make it useful in battle at some point (laughs) Now, I wanted to ask Johnny really quick. Johnny, your character, Jinx, he is not any one of the races that we listed, although he contains one of the races that we listed just now. Can you tell us a little bit more about Jinx? Because I remember the first time I met him, I was like, Uh, whoa, this is interesting. (laughs) Yeah, so Jinx is, I think Jinx is actually the first character that I ever rolled up uh, in D&D. And uh, the... uh, I uh, yeah, I really wanted to. This was pre because I think the first time I properly played him in a campaign was in Jeremy's uh, campaign. Uh, this was a couple of years ago, uh, but before that, I rolled him up for a session zero, and I wanted to yeah, because uh, yeah, I like to do things a little bit differently because I'm stupid like that uh, and like to make things hard for myself. Um, I 
uh, made a half-elf, half-dragonborn. And I worked it out with the guy who was uh, uh, helping me, my, the DM. And uh, so we took away a couple of the bonuses, so I don't get the AC bonus that dragonborns get. Um, but I do get things like, I get uh, dark vision, and I get the lightning lightning breath, because I, I chose a bronze dragonborn, so I get the lightning mm. breath. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a really fun thing, and I think that's that's kind of part of the whole bard ethos for me is the versatility and, and being able to be essentially whatever you want. Cause I mean, there's a huge overlap. Being a bard is kind of the center of the Venn diagram of, for me, of like all the other classes. Cause it can be, depending on what uh, subclass you choose, it can be uh, martial based. It can be spells based. It can be stealth based. If you pick the whispers bard or something like that, you can, you know, you can do pretty much anything. And also, I think you can be pretty much any race. You don't necessarily... I mean, yes, you are going to have to roll a decent charisma. You're going to have to put your, 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 your top roll into charisma, obviously. But aside from that, I think bards are built for role play. So I don't think you should be... Especially with Tasha, we were, I mean, you know, we, we can move on to that, but um, you can, uh, you can mm-hmm. pretty much pick... I, I like the idea that it's a role play. It's a role play uh, class. And you can pretty much have any race uh, play a bard, uh, and, mm. it, and it lends itself to you yeah. know, lends itself to, to, to great role play if you pick an unlikely one. Like uh, for example, in Jasper's campaign, we have what's, is it Ogmol? Is it Ogmol? What's his name? Uh, the, Ogmol, Ogmol, the, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, a he's, a, he's an orc. Ostensibly, is the, yeah. 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 Is the worst uh, race for a bard. <laughs> like yeah. a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, but he's brilliant. He's essentially like. I don't know, like the lead singer of Flogging Molly or something. He's like he plays like punk yes. and metal, and he's really. Uh, no, he's he's the he's, he's the lead singer of uh, Orc This Way, I believe. He's become like master of shanties on our ship, and he's become the uh, professor yeah. of metal mm-hmm. in the Dennis Cold Spring Academy as well. So like, Love and it. it's great to have <laughs> yeah. somebody who's yeah. like that because it goes against the sort of the stereotype of bards and i remember i seem to remember him i seem to remember him uh uh jumping on top of a uh uh, jinxon had transformed himself into a dinosaur on top of a dragon (laughs) and then ogmal then jumped on top of the dinosaur it was the most metal thing i think i've ever described him during a thunderstorm as well it was one of the most metal things (laughs) i've ever described in my life ogmal is is definitely uh he's the he's the guy strapped to the front of the car in mad max fury road playing the the exact same thing just now 100%. hundred <laughs> um, percent. But no, actually, this, this this brings us on because uh, I think one of the reasons that I've recently fell in love completely uh, with the uh, bard class, because for anyone who listens to our Cub and the Caterpillar campaign knows that Mooty has taken a level of bard and I think we'll probably, uh, you know, I'll probably be taking a lots of levels of bard and... And one of the reasons is, I think, that for me as a player, and I'd love for you to talk a bit about this, Johnny, but for me as a player, I was uh, laboring under this uh, awful um, uh, uh, opinion uh, that bards were like, you had to sing. To, or you had to play an instrument, oh, yeah, uh, you know, to be a bard. I know it's so horrible, and now because it was only when Jeremy was like, "Oh, you could like uh, uh, you could do like College of Eloquence bard, right? Like that's all about like speech yeah. and like you know." And I, it suddenly really clicked for me. I was like, "Oh, bards are just like it's just art and Artists. beauty and yeah. like do you know what I mean?" And I was like, "Oh man, I'm a bard, yo!" Yeah. <laughs> like, it's anything. It's anything. Yeah. It's literally it's anything. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, uh, yeah I hate I hate it when people. And I mean. 
it, it can be really fun to play that kind of archetype. And actually, uh, I don't know if you guys have listened to, uh, I mean, you, you guys already have, but uh, the, the people out there have listened to Jeremy's recent uh, guest on uh, No Small Roles, <laughs> where he plays, and that is the stereotypical bard, which is really, really fun to play. I mean, with a huge twist, which is, yeah. which is also great, great fun. Um, but you don't have to go down that mm. route. You could be, you could be um, I mean, even with the same stats, so I uh, so I created Jinxon as a sort of when well when we when we first started out, he was kind of personality wise, he was very musical, um, and he was uh, very sort of effusive and 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 sort of uh, a little bit sort of uh, dithery, uh, a little bit like a sort of less nauseating '90s Hugh Grant guy. <laughs> Um, uh, oh wow! Wow! There is definitely some oh, Hugh Grant energy. energy. There is definitely some Hugh Grant energy when we come to play. <laughs> well, well, I mean, nowadays he's more like 2020 uh, murderous Doctor Hugh Grant, yes. uh, yeah. like kind of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got a bit weirder now, but yeah. back then, that's love how actually it was. Hugh Grant or Succession Hugh Grant. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like Notting Hill Hugh Grant. Mm, I guess mm. Notting Hill of, Hugh Grant. Yeah, Notting yeah, yeah. Hill. Notting Hill Hugh Grant. Um, I like to think anyway um, but I actually when I DM'd my first campaign I uh, basically recycled a bunch of stuff that I already knew which I encourage people to do because it's nice to have stuff absolutely um, and there's no fault in that um, so I gave all of my stats uh, uh, for Jinxon to one of my players and I said you create your own backstory because I don't like giving people backstory and roleplay stuff to do because it's that half the fun is that they create it so um so i did that and so he had the exact same stats as me and the guy he came up with was was essentially crusty the clown um he was like he struggled with substance abuse he was miserable he was hateful he was like um, he, he described himself as this like really sort of grotesque, like uh, really unhealthy guy, and he would basically just crack terrible jokes. Was part of his bard thing. He didn't play any That's instruments. Awesome. He was like the sad clown that fails <laughs> that people ask Love their money it. back from at kids' oh, parties. No. You know that kind of thing. That's amazing. <laughs> like, wow, from the same race, the same stats, all of that yeah. stuff. He's a completely different person, and it was uh, yeah. That's what's great. Yeah. So yeah, you can pick. All these races are advantageous, but you can pretty much pick anything and it'll be fun. Absolutely. It's all about the role play with a bard. Mm. I think I'm going to play a bard soon. This <laughs> yeah. sounds fun. I've never done it. Mm. So, well, wait till we get to the classes, you know. To wait till we get to those classes, uh, or subclasses even. Uh, I was okay, actually cool. thinking of a, of a build. I really wanted to try doing a. Um, I quite liked the idea of a bit of like a spiritual bard, uh, but like make them like an artist. So I was thinking like an ASMR or um, even like um, a Kalajtar maybe. Um, but like you, but like they painted their magic like in the air. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I thought that would be so oh, cool. Yeah. Like, like Lovely. proper like working yeah, with like artist. symbols and, uh, yeah. and like or like creating. And, like, I love the idea because they have a lot of like you have like hallucinatory terrain and things like that. That I like, almost like paint a little version of it and then like. Like send it out and it kind of you know affects the world like there's and oh, I, think that's, that's I think that's one of the things that I yeah. love so much about the bard is the magic manifests in a really unique ways like you've got I think a bit more license as a bard to like with like sorcerers and wizards it's like pew pew like I shoot the spell and then it does a thing whereas with I think with, pew, with bards pew, 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 pew. both their spells and just the nature of them there's so much more option to to be really like flourishy and creative with the way that you like imagine the character and the way mm. you can bring the 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 um 
the magic to life. Like with Muti, I imagine it, it's all like, you know, he's he's Muti of the silver tongue, you know, so everything is like purple and silver flecks kind of coming out of his mouth and as he kind of weaves the, you know, weaves the tail sort of thing. And, and it's just, it's so amazing that you can house so much within one class. That, that idea, actually, Jasper, uh, I think we're probably going to oh. cover it on, on the eventual deep dive that we do, but the College of Creation would work Ooh. really well with what you just described, because you literally create notes in the air. So if you're painting stuff, you can be painting those symbols in the air uh, and, have, and using those as your Ooh, notes Very nice. Well, yeah, I think but we anyway. should absolutely... Uh, let's absolutely I dive into uh, some <laughs> no. of these um, class features. Uh, so the bard, bard features, uh, you get a D8 plus uh, for your bard level, per your bard level, uh, plus your constitution modifier. Uh, for your hit points, you are proficient in light armor, simple weapons, hand crossbows, long swords, rapiers, and short swords. Uh, three musical instruments of your choice. Uh, saving throws are dexterity and charisma, and you can choose three skills uh, to start off with. Uh, Jeremy, do you want to go ahead and... Yeah. Uh, sure. I wanted to I wanted to throw out though if you look at just the what the proficiencies are telling you it's it is on its at its base it's built to be a as Johnny was saying more of an RP mm. class you have a ton of skills it's not you're not getting a bunch of weapons you're not getting a bunch of armor stuff you don't have a ton of health with a D8 it's yeah. respectable but it's not a D10 uh, it's very clearly built to be good at stuff outside of just combat. Um, and then with spellcasting, uh, we can see here you start out with two cantrips of your choice from the bard spell list. And then at later levels, you gain additional uh, bard cantrips. You uh, you the different the interesting thing with bards versus a lot of the other spellcasting classes, especially the primary spellcasting classes, is that bards actually learn their spells. Mm. They do not prepare their spells. If you look at clerics or druids, wizards, they have a known list of spells that they can then prepare different spells from each day. Bards, you pick them and then you got them. Uh, however, you can change. Uh, one of your bard spells, you can replace one of your bard spells with a new or with a different spell uh, every time you gain a level, although it must be for a level of which you have spell slots. Yeah, charisma is your spell casting ability for your bard spells. Uh, so again, kind of built around charisma. Oh, and I should mention that um, you start with four first level spells. So in contrast, I think, to the the sorcerer, yeah. which really doesn't get that many spells at level one, the bards get four first level spells right off the bat. Uh, and then of your spell save DC is also determined by charisma. So with pretty much any spell save DC, it's going to be eight plus your proficiency bonus plus whatever spell casting modifier you're using. In this case, charisma. Same thing with your spell attack modifier, which is your proficiency bonus plus your charisma modifier. And that pretty much covers the uh, that pretty yeah, much covers really the spell quickly as well on the spells. Because I'm looking at the spell list, I'd say like generally as well, the bard has an incredibly uh, probably one of the most varied lists in the in the there's a there's a lot of variation in there mm. um, and some really 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 useful like utility spells as well like things that will just enable you to yeah. really affect the the flow of battle uh, also do a bunch of stuff outside of combat as well so even though you have to like learn them instead of prepare them you can really get yourself like quite well equipped like across the board from early on um, like even looking at their first level spells you've got so many things in there that could be very useful and you could very much uh, especially if you know the world like you can 
retailer it to uh, to the world. Um, Johnny, why don't you talk to us mm. about the one of the main class features, which is Bardic Inspiration. Bardic Inspiration. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. Yes, yeah, it's, it's again, like as you're saying, it's, it's it's another one of those things that for a bard is is it's both applicable in and out of mm. combat, and it has that kind of versatility in use. And it's basically. Um, uh, so you, you basically you can inspire others through stirring words or music or in in in, in anything you like. Yeah, really. yeah, in, I would definitely the, extend I mean, that the, to the, like the text you, says that mm. you can use words or music, but you could extend that. To, I mean, again, with a with a with a painting mm. or or uh, you know a, a raunchy limerick, um, <laughs> and you could, and basically they uh, if uh, within the next ten minutes the creature can roll uh, that die. Uh, which I think at the start it will be a D6, yes. and then it becomes a D8 at 5th level, D10 mm-hmm. at 10th level, and D12 at 15, uh, 15th level. Um, and if they roll any, basically any D20 roll, so um, an ability check um, or a saving throw, anything, any roll that requires a D20 to be rolled, they can roll this dice and add that number to the total. So it just kind of like... Especially early on, it's not necessarily going to make a huge difference, but it definitely can give you the edge. So if you sort of if you make an attack roll and it's just and you think it's probably just underneath the AC of your yeah. enemy, you can just uh, it'll just mm. maybe tip you over the Not edge, which is a really nice thing. And of course, that gets more and more and more and more as you go along. It can definitely yeah. turn a failure into it's a success. Just, and it's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it's part. It's the part of the ways that bards are kind of influencing through, like in the same way that the monk fights the bard's Ugh. influence in like little tiny increments but like mm. lots lots of different tiny little things that they can do to just help the party a little bit um so yeah and you have like a certain yeah. number of times a day you can use that yeah. i think it uh, increases as you get you start off with three but it increases uh, it's equal to your yes, charisma, charisma modifier. modifier so like if you use your um uh, when you level up and you use your uh, ability score increases as opposed to feats, you can increase it if you like. And, and one of the big things as well is the fact that you can wait until after you've seen the dice. Now, not after the DM has told you whether it's a like a hit or a miss or a success or failure, uh, but like if you see if you roll the dice and you know it's like a ten, then you can add it. So it's not like other features where you have to kind of declare mm. beforehand whether you're going to like add the extra thing. You can see the dice and go, oh, a ten. That could really easily become like a a fourteen or a fifteen, which is probably going to either miss uh, either hit or whatever so um that i think is a very useful component to it Mm, as well like it's a judgment call that you'd make yeah yeah. exactly yeah one way actually that i haven't seen these used before uh is for death saves Mm. but it works for saving throws and it could literally save a character's life in all likelihood a d6 is going to take you above a 10 like if unless you roll really poorly like you've got a good there's a good chance you're going to get above a 10 yeah. uh, with a, with, even if you add a D6, let alone adding like a D8 or, or yeah. a D10 or something. The only thing is just the bard remembering mm-hmm. to do it, <laughs> which is sometimes a struggle. <laughs> and then everybody else remembering they have it. Yeah, exactly. It's a difficult thing. It's a bit like clerics with guidance, yeah, isn't do, it? Um, <laughs> like they always forget that you, you have a cantrip yeah, where you can add a D4 and they always forget. Because it's something, yeah. that, it's something that has to be applied when you're not in the crisis situation and then used in the crisis situation. So it's kind of a, yeah, you have to be prepared for it. You have to remember. Yeah, I always forget that I got yeah. inspiration. Yunati, do you want to talk about us about the next two features that we've got here? Yeah. So this one kind of excites me. I don't know why I've never played a bard. Um, <clears throat> Jack of all trades. Starting at second level, you can add 
add half your proficiency bonus rounded down to an ability check you make that doesn't already oh, include so your proficiency good. bonus. So I mean, good. like, well, it's kind of that thing like, mm, can you do that? Mm, I don't know. Mm. Maybe. I love that. I love that element of like, I'm going to give it a go. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Pound. Like, let's see how it goes. Beginner's luck. Yeah. Lots of beginner's yeah. luck. Which is really, really fun. And then um, the second one, which I think is really beautiful. Um, a song of rest. Beginning, beginning at second level, you can use soothing music or oration to help revitalize your wounded allies during a short rest. If you or any friendly creatures who can hear your performance regain hit points at the end of the short rest by spending one or more hit dice... Each of those creatures regains an extra 1d6 mm. hit points. The extra hit points increase when you reach certain levels in this class to 1d8 at 9th level, to 1d10 at 13th level, and to 1d12 at 17th level. Um, yeah, that just, you know, elicits beautiful, you know, resting, mm. crackling fire moments. Or, 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 I mean, like, that's quite like a sort of cliched moment. But, you know, uh, after a really gut-wrenching battle just kind of going here is this beautiful melody and lark and soothing people mm. and it could be a, a tearjerker moment at your table you know <laughs> and I'm gonna like shout out like a big old thing here which is something that I always forget as a player and but I'm always very aware of it as a DM which is that use short rests everyone like if you are having yeah. one of those days oh my you goodness. need to take an hour self-care guys self-care yeah. Yes. So the rest is one of the things that's it's one of those things that is really useful if you're in one of those campaigns and you've got one of those DMs who is just constantly trying to kill you. And you yes. have those really long days. You've got like multiple like big me, battles me. in one day and you really need to rest up. It's just, again, again, it just gives you that edge. Why are these personal yeah. attacks trying to kill us? It doesn't even have to be a song necessarily. It could be a, a tale speech. from the table. It could be, if I mean, if we're following, it could be a tale from the table. It could be like a rousing yeah. speech type, like, to, you, know, to, you know, to sort of bolster everybody's spirits. It could be that uh, going off of Jasper's painting idea, you paint like a portrait of the whole party there uh, to inspire everybody. Yeah. It could be a little dance. Interpretive dance. <laughs> you perform an interpretive dance. <laughs> Like you could do like a rhythmic yeah. dance or something. Do you know what I mean? Like a, like yeah. You start crump, crumping. Crump, absolutely. You drop it like it's hot. I mean, again, we're talking about like extending it beyond the normal bounds of a bard. So you can uh, do something as simple. Of, and this is for. I'm trying to basically. I'm trying to encourage people who don't think that they're the kind of person who would play a bard into playing a bard because it's really fun, even if you're not into that kind of thing. So mm. it can be something like. Mm. Just bards are about bringing beauty to the party. So just go and gather a bunch of flowers and give them to people, you know, something like that. Mm. Just lifts their spirits yeah, a little bit. That's, that's yeah, that's Samwise in, uh, you know, in the bit in uh, Lothlorien when Samwise makes a terrible little poem about Gandalf's fireworks. Yes, um, yes. And it's rubbish, but it makes everybody feel better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I was just, you know? I was even yeah. just thinking then, yeah. just like yeah. go and give people like a little tap on the shoulder and just, you know, just for like... You know, you got this. Like, hey, you're, doing, you doing? you're doing good today. Like, it, you know, it's yeah, little cool. simple things like that, yeah. I think. Yeah. And like in African context as well, like, you know, dance as well. Like I think Jeremy like threw it out there. Like dance is incredibly therapeutic in those spaces. Just getting everybody to like stomp yeah, their that's, feet and yeah. clap yeah. and move could be something 100%. quite lovely. Um, yeah, and then uh, the there is also, because uh, there's a couple of um, optional uh, class features that are available via Tasha's Cauldron of Everything yes. with some very fun uh, different spells, including Phantasmal Killer, which I 
like I such a good spell. The spells are so good. They get slow now. Slow, such a good spell, dude. Hero's feast. Oh, that's such a good. Enlarge, reduce. Enlarge, reduce. My boy, I love a lot of fun. Mirror image. Really, really like, there's some good uh, ones. Jeremy, there. do you want to throw out maybe one of the the optional features? Uh, maybe the magical inspiration or. Uh, well, level two, uh, you get. Uh, the optional feature of magical inspiration after the optional level feature at level one, which is the the bard spells, which go all the way up to ninth level where you mm. get prismatic wall. Another good spell. Um, but uh, magical inspiration at level two. If a creature has a bardic inspiration die from you and casts a spell that restores hit points or deals damage, the creature can roll that die and choose a target affected by the spell. Add the number rolled as a bonus to the hit points regained or the damage dealt. Uh, and then in the Bardic Inspiration die is lost. So you can either pile on the damage or pile on the healing. Uh, makes just cool. another Hell way useful. to use that Bardic Inspiration. That's glorious. <laughs> don't try me. I'm spiritually alive. <laughs> but don't try me. Uh, <laughs> and then at fourth level, there is Bardic Versatility, uh, which basically grants you... Uh, it's, it's actually very similar to a lot of the... Uh, I think most spellcasters in Tasha's get this as like a sort of like an optional feature. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, anyone. Uh, but it basically allows you to have a little more flexibility uh, within the class. So you can, when you, um, I believe it's when you level up, when you reach a new level in that class, uh, you can refocus or change the sort of focus, if you will, of your magic and uh, what you do with it. So you can ch- uh, you can choose a different uh, expertise. Um, for another, uh, like with another proficiency that you have. So if there's anything else you're proficient in and you want to sort of just do a little tweak, you can do that. And then you can also uh, replace a cantrip as well. So if there's one cantrip you find yourself not using very often, then you can like switch out, which, I mean, that makes all the sense in the world because, you know, so many times you just go, I've never actually used this cantrip. This is so pointless. Why are you here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Looks good on paper, but... Why? (laughs) True strike. It sounded so good. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just actually the worst spell in the game. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, the, the versatility, as you said, Jasper, you're correct. A lot of the, both, not only spellcasting, but martial classes get some element of vers- versatility that hits at fourth, or basically at any level where they get a, yeah. an ability score um, increase or which feat. Is, which is nice, and I think, uh, especially for spellcasters, that have to learn spells that can feel a bit locked in um, sometimes, so it's nice that that, that, that option is available. Um Cool. So, uh, moving on. Um, we had third level. They got the uh, bar. We could colleges. talk about the colleges actually. Why don't we jump in with these, Johnny? Since you are our guest today, uh, uh, why don't you talk to us a little bit about uh, Jinxon's uh, uh, Bardic College uh, and what college that Jinx belongs to? Yeah. So um, I went with um, the College of Law. Um, it's kind of the most popular, it's, it's, it's the sort of standard default sort of, uh, uh, subclass for the bard. Um, mm. uh, which is not to say it doesn't have its merits. I, I really like it because it kind of leans into the versatility of, uh, of the class. So it, uh, sort of, uh, keep, keeps those options open. A lot of the other subclasses kind of push the bard into sort of specific things which is good for people who've decided already what they want to sort of pursue mm. but this one sort of kind of keeps it open and it's i think the one of the best uh role playing again one of the best role playing things because it's all about those skills um so mm. you get uh when you pick the mm. uh college of law at third level you get uh another um three 
proficiencies. Oh, so that's so on top pr- of. I think you start with five. Ooh. You start with five proficiencies, um, and then you get three proficiencies at third level, and you've also got your bonus proficiencies as well. So you gain expertise in something else. So you just you just get really good at stuff, essentially. Yeah, it's it's um, cr- Jinxon <laughs> so rarely like, fails a check. Yeah. <laughs> like it's because yeah. anything <laughs> I ask, it's like yeah, I'm like I get at least yeah. a plus three. Like it's, yeah, it's, you know. it, there are some things of Jinxon's. <laughs> yeah, Jin- there are some things that Jinxon is. It's very difficult for Jinxon to fail at certain things. Yes, um, very. <laughs> <laughs> and then you also, at uh, third level, you get cutting words, which is another uh, really cool use of bardic mm. inspiration. So you Such can use this ability. as a bonus action, so it's another nice... nice. It's a ni- uh, you, uh, as a reaction, sorry. So it's a nice thing to uh, finally get something to use as a reaction as a bard. Uh, so uh, you are using your wits to distract, confuse, and otherwise sap the confidence and competence of others. When a creature that you see within 60 feet of you makes an attack roll or an ability check, or, and this is the kicker, a damage roll as well, so you can use it against damage rolls, uh, you can use your reaction to expend one of your bardic inspiration dies uh, and subtract it from the creature's roll. So... And that, and that's always really, really nice. great. Again, if uh, if you know what your AC is and they've rolled something, you can just say, "Nah, you can tell that nope. lizard folk that he's got cankles, and he'll be like, "What? Uh, yep. No, I don't." And, and we'll sort of back he'll out. Miss. It's, you know, I need to play <laughs> a so bard. Snappy, you know? I just want to bring the salt. <laughs> Jinxon has saved yeah. combats using that. Thing. It's again, it's like, like multiple it's, um, combats. The spice. Yeah, similar to the similar to the rogue. It's a strategic thing. If you use it in the right way, it's uh, it can really, really change the tides. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly what nice. I was going to say. It, it is something that could really can like single handedly go like a change the thing because it's like we were saying last week. We were saying about how if you come up against like, even a singular like main bad enemy, if you can stop them from having like a decent round, like that gives you a whole nother round where all of you get to slug it out. Do you know what I mean? If you can keep your ally alive by making yep. that big yeah. bad whiff that one extra time, and it's it's huge. <laughs> it's absolutely huge. And for a third level ability. I'm just, yeah. You know, you're subtracting a D6. That's really nice. From a roll. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. That's, that's gonna, really it's nice. It's going to do a lot. If, and it only gets more, yeah. you know. It increases with yeah. your, again, it increases I mean, with your, yeah. body inspira- uh, with your yes. inspiration dice. <laughs> you're so, throwing right, you know. D12s by the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you're subtracting that's over really half nice. of whatever like, their roll is, essentially. I'm getting, like, yeah. super, like, Audrey Plaza-like vibes. Like, if I had to play, like, a bard and use that, it would be, like, total, like, Audrey mm-hmm. Plaza mm-hmm. deadpan. Yeah, absolutely. the best, like, thing to just... Yeah. Needle. Can I roll an insight check to find out what really gets... That's their goat. Well, like, can I just really? Is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can I really upset them? What are their unhealed like yeah. insecurities? <laughs> you find out the dragon is like wearing cover up because it has like a bad hormonal issue and has like really bad acne, just like ripping into this poor dragon. And like the, the please, party's like, dude, this stop. is this is this, this isn't is, right. This is, like, this I know the party. But come the on, dragon's trying to kill us, but that's, man, like, that's, that's really low. In. That's really low. <laughs> like, like yeah. everybody becomes Gary or Barry or Larry from Parks and Rec to you. Yeah. Like you just like <laughs> annihilate them. Totally <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So we've uh, we've also get got um, additional magical secrets, and this is. Uh, happens at sixth level Ooh. Ooh. um so mm-hmm. such a good ability this is i think a, one of the best abilities 
It is a really bard, good one. And this gets, kind of, I mean, this so ties good. into something that bards actually end up getting later as well. So there's there's another two instances at higher levels where you um, you can call magical secret, secrets, and all bards get that, where you gain a couple a couple of extra spells. But this is a kind of early on is a really really nice boost to have mm. additional magical secrets. You learn two spells of your choice from any class. <sighs> Spell you choose must be of a level you can cast, um, uh, or it can be a cantrip. Um, so they count as bard spells, um, but they don't count against the number of bard spe- spells you know. So you basically gain two extra spells, uh, which is Bards really important. Which is really useful. Versatile yeah. class. Yeah, it's and it's like, so useful for because the, <laughs> yeah. the one the one uh, problem the the one thing that I'm not as keen on about bards is the fact that they can't um, they don't prepare spells so they they're stuck with the spells that they've got for the most part apart from what we've said before so it's really nice to have those two extras and any spell like anything any spell <laughs> you could anything, literally yep. do anything <laughs> which is beautiful <laughs> and it's so nice that you can really play with that. Yeah. And, I, um, and it's such a good way as well to like heal at level six you kind of get a really good idea of like what you're good at what you're not so good at as a as a uh, a character it's such a good way to go like aha I have this tiny little weakness in that I've noticed my damage output isn't quite what it should be uh, I'm gonna just throw in a damage spell here do you know what I mean give myself a really good yeah I'll just get fireball fireball yeah. I'll know fireball now you just know fireball <laughs> like, now. it's so crazy Absolutely. it's so crazy <laughs> especially if you've played like yeah. levels one to five at this really passive kind of like I heal I sing songs I you know I help people out and then suddenly <laughs> fire oh, okay <laughs> wow no rage. I, didn't, I didn't know um, yeah so that's, that's a really you don't want to see me when I'm angry <laughs> but it's also really great for um, like how you um, uh, how you fit into a party as well because by that time you've kind of discovered what your party like if you mm. find that you're in a party that lacks any kind of good healing character you mm. can add uh, you can add an extra take a, healing take spell a cleric or spell, like that. or if you don't up. have any offensive casters, you can add an offensive mm-hmm. spell in there as well. Or you know, there's the the possibilities are endless. You can get counter spell, and then becomes the pivotal oh. climactic moment of your entire campaign. I hate counter spell as a DM is the worst, man. I hate it. Mm. Yeah, I, I really hate, hate that it thing. so much. I really hate that thing. Why it. is that a thing? <laughs> and it's Why? <laughs> I think I had counterspell yeah. when we played Strahd. Yeah, yeah like, I know. I, I hate that thing. I remember when um, there was a pivotal battle in Jasper's campaign uh, with 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 uh, Jinx, and I cast yep. counterspell on one of his. He had some. We had some witches. We were underwater. It was a whole big thing. One of us died. It was horrible. Um, but uh, yep. I cast counterspell on mm. one of his witches' spells, and they counterspelled my counterspell. Yep, and that the happens. look of joy on Jasper's face when he did <laughs> it's so that. So good. <laughs> I looked down and went. I looked down and went. They have counterspell as well. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> know <laughs> my note. <laughs> the power. Yeah. Lightning struck behind Jasper. But this is the crazy thing. Sorry, this is a, such a tangent about counterspell. This is the crazy thing. Even for a ninth level spell, the DC is only then a nineteen. Like it is achievable. Like it is achievable to counterspell a. Yeah. Ninth level spell. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. <sighs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And don't you get a plus yep. with your charisma modifier as yeah, well? So if it's like a le- yeah, and if it's yeah. well, if it's below level three, then you automatically automatically succeed. Dispel it, um, yeah. And you can obviously you can cast it at higher levels if you think mm. the spells of a higher level than that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a it's not that hard a roll for something that is really quite annoying to. Yeah, use your spell casting. You actually use your spell casting ability, so it's like your proficiency plus your charisma. Yeah. So a nineteen yeah, is yeah, not so hard to hit. A 19 no, would not be hard to hit. <laughs> yeah. So you could just be like, oh, was that you to time stop? Are you Archmage? Nope. Like, come on. You're a third level. Get away. Like, you're a, this is ridiculous. Get it. You're a Get sixth level here. bard. Shut up. Sit down. Uh, anyway, Johnny, carry on. Uh, uh, what's at 14? Okay, so we've got one, one more thing, and this is like, this is another. I think this was the main reason that I chose College of Law. Um, if I ever get to end up getting to level 14 with Jinx, which we'll see. Um, peerless skill is something you get at level 14. When you make an ability check, you can expend one use of Bardic Inspiration. Roll a Bardic Inspiration die and add the number rolled to your ability check. Uh, so you can basically... So it's basically Bardic Inspiration, but you can apply it to yourself in the moment of crisis. So essentially... and this uh, And by this time... Your Bardic Inspiration die is, I think at level 13, it's a D10 at that point, and then it increases to a D... So one level after this, it'll increase to a D12. So, and uh, you get it regenerated. With the College of Law, you get it regenerated every short short rest. So many, many times a day, you can choose to do this. After you've done your roll, you can basically roll a D32 
to, to, to pass an ability check. Which basically, so basically, uh, from level fourteen onwards, I, I'm sorry, what it's now? Pretty much, it's almost impossible to fail <laughs> at any skill check. Basically, it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah. I yeah, very it's beg a, your pardon. Yeah, okay. I'm playing bards. I'm playing bards. I'm actually kind of glad that we've covered this after the rogue one because now I'm thinking about it. Like, there's actually there's a lot of similarities. I almost feel like rogue and bard are like quite similar in in, in uh, what rogues are to the martial class and then what bards are to like spellcasting class. Because again, this is one of those things where it becomes mm-hmm. so hard for you to fail past this point. Like, because mm-hmm. it's the same for rogues. Like, once as soon as you get reliable talent, you, you just go like, well, okay, you're not gonna fail. And you like you said, oh, yeah, like yeah. rolling a a, thir- yeah. a d thirty two on an ability check where you probably get like a plus 10 or something as a bard by this point well, yeah, like I mean, goodness and, and knows by that point, all of your proficiencies have increased exponentially and half of them have doubled anyway <laughs> so, like, so you could be rolling yeah. in the 40s just because yeah. you know what I mean you, yeah. like, it's just by default, like yeah. in the 30s and 40s just by default that's crazy that's <laughs> yeah, pretty um, cool so that's uh, amazing. That's, that's the college. Of uh, it's fun. It's I fun thought time. maybe uh, I might jump in next, just because uh, I'm going for sort of a little bit of a contrasting college, uh, in that I'm doing a more combat focused mm. uh, uh, college. So I've picked uh, the College of Valor. Um, the uh, uh, the College of Valor is effectively like uh, the idea is that it's they're the more daring bards that want to create the stories about themselves and uh, uh, kind of very um, uh, at least that's like the, the initial draw I guess the initial kind of like idea behind the, the subclass itself uh, they mm. tell stories of their own uh, great adventures um, so. Uh, bonus proficiencies at level three you gain proficiency with medium armor shields and martial weapons for a spellcaster to have a shield it is so good like a plus two to an ac as a spellcaster <laughs> plus you can get, wear medium armor now that's so uh, it's so useful so so useful also with the martial weapons if you had been if you had knew Ooh. that you were going to pick this from the get-go you could have foregone picking uh, decks, yeah. like putting a bunch of points into decks, yeah. and been pumping up that strength mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. whole time. And so now you have a bard running and, around yeah. with a great sword. Yeah. Suddenly that <laughs> just like, is looking so bad. Yeah, uh, inspiring people with his battle cry. Uh, and then to make matters even <laughs> exactly. worse, at third level, you get combat inspiration. Now this is crazy, I think. I, it, I love this. Uh, so uh, at level three, you learn to inspire others in battle. A Creature that has bardic inspiration that has a bardic inspiration die uh, can add the number rolls to a weapon damage roll it just made. Um, and equally, you can use it uh, when making a uh, attack roll uh, against a creature, uh, and it can use its reaction to roll a bardic inspiration die and add the number to its AC against that attack. Basically, like uh, cutting words, it basically becomes cutting words. Yeah, except you can also but, but it's damage. something that. But then the players can use it like independently of the bard. The bard doesn't have to use a reaction or anything. If you go in, give everyone a bardic inspiration, and say, "Hey, uh, you know, n- nothing better than okay, that's uh, twelve points of damage." You see the DM go, "Ooh," and then you go, oh, "I roll my inspiration," and then suddenly the 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 you know the creature's dead now because you rolled an extra d8 of damage or whatever on top. Like again, when you think about. You know, at what a twelfth level you're adding a D twelve. That is a D D ten. Sorry, D ten. A D ten. That's like that's better than most weapons. Like that's just on top. Nonsensicalities. Uh, 
That's yeah. nonsensicality. Uh, and, and again, being able to use it to protect yourself uh, if you've got squishy like, spellcasters in the uh, in the in the party, and they can add a, a d10 uh, uh, to their armor class, yep. like when the creature goes to hit them. Wow, mad. Tantalizing. Tantalizing. This is partly why my boy Vandal in the Bronze Vandal is a valid bard. Also because I think Gandalf in The Lord of the Rings is basically a yeah. valid bard. Even though he's yes. called a wizard. Functionally, he's basically yeah. a valid bard. Uh, but yeah. yeah. I never very thought much that way, like. Very accurate, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't really study his spells. It pretty much his magic is all from words. He hits people with a sword as often as he actually uses magic. Yeah. Yeah. I- Gandalf is a bard yeah, in Yeah, yeah, a lot of his spells are like kind of combat, like they seem like combat utility, like, you know, the big flashes of light yeah, to like blind his enemies. And, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he does stuff like that, like which seems very bardy. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's fully inspirational a... as well. Like his words of wisdom, his eloquence, surely. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, riding down from Helm's Deep, yeah. <laughs> that's the most inspirational <laughs> shit I ever did see in my life. Still gives me goosebumps. Basically, Gandalf the... <laughs> Gandalf is a is an Azamar uh, Valor Bard. I think that is what how I would describe yeah. him because he's a, he's an angel, and yeah, he's a Valor wow. Bard. There we go. Even cooler. And then at sixth level, you can attack twice instead of once. Yes, yeah. extra <gasps> attack. So you get the extra attack just a, a, a level later, but he basically turns you into a yep. martial class. Rogues yeah. don't even get yep. two attacks. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? You th- hey, I'm going to play a bard. No fair. Bards are good, man. They're so good. Bards They're so really good. Uh, and then this is possibly yeah. my favorite um, College of Valor ability, which is starting at 14th level, you have mastered the art of weaving spellcasting and weapon use into a single harmonious act. When you use your action to cast a bard spell, you can make one weapon attack as a bonus action. That is so broken. Like, there are so many utilities (laughs) for this. You can be like, oh, hey, this bad guy's nearly dead. Fwack, and I'm going to heal my friend. You can be like, oh, this bad guy's nearly dead. Oh, fireball, now I'm going to heal my friend. Uh, Like, oh, no, so now I'm going to hit him. Uh, Jeremy, you pointed out off air that you could, if you have... um, uh, Yeah, if you have Warcaster, you could effectively use that to then cast two spells because you could cast one as an action and then as a bonus action, you could use your attack, basically. Uh, Because I'm pretty sure in the spell of... Uh, Oh, no, you could use it as a reaction if the person tried to leave your threat barrier. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, 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 of course. But it it also is very useful because uh, Warcaster would be good, especially for this, because bards get a lot of concentration spells, especially at level two. Mm. I seem to Mm. remember bards getting a lot of concentration spells. And so it can... and uh, war, ma- um, uh, war magic gives you advantage on concentration checks to maintain concentration on a spell. Uh, plus, also, what I liked about this nice. is the idea that uh, quite often with uh, spellcasters, you might like you're like, okay, I'm going to do a thing, roll a save, and the thing saves, and you're like, great, my turn is done. That was yep cool whereas this time you could be like uh, i cast dominate monster or whatever and it doesn't work and then you could just be like nah stab you anyway (laughs) i love that (laughs) like i love the fact that you could be like well screw you (laughs) still gonna do something this turn yeah Yeah. well i mean also it can be used as a good like one-two punch because you can use a spell there's a lot of um you know good bard utility spells that give mm. people an advantage mm. on the next attack. So you could cast something yes. like that. I mean, you could steal yeah. Guiding Bolt if you have Magical Secrets. You could steal Guiding Bolt, cast it on him, yeah. and, then, and then take advantage of it immediately with your bonus action. 
It's like, hey, yeah, uh, fairy fairy fire really as point. well. That could be, you know, hey, like yeah, I love absolutely. fairy fire, Ooh, like yeah. big old area effect as well. Like it's yeah, very good. Uh, nice. Potentially, uh, so yes, that is the uh, Valor Bard. Definitely a much more uh, combat-heavy uh, Bard, um, mm. but uh, yes, marvelous. Uh, Jeremy, do you want to go ahead and? Uh... Yeah, I will jump in with College of Eloquence, the very same college which the aforementioned Dwayne Fabulosa, uh, uh, my my guest character on No Small Roles, uh, the same college of which he is a member. This college actually debuted, and I don't think we mentioned this, but for the other ones, but this college debuted in the book Mythic Odysseys of Theros and then was, I think, published again in Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Huh. Uh, Valor Bard and, and Lore Bard are both originally in the player's handbook, so with the basic stuff, you get those. But College of Eloquence is one of the more recent Bard colleges. And if you thought the Lore Bard was good for roleplay, you ain't seen nothing yet, baby. <laughs> uh, at third level... They gain an ability called Silver Tongue. Uh, when you make a, a persuasion or deception check, you can treat a roll of nine or lower on the d20 as a ten. That's right, third folks. You gain level. you gain reliable <laughs> talent at third level. And you know what else you gain nice. at third level that we haven't talked about? You gain expertise. Ooh. Which means you can double your proficiency bonus for two skills of so your you choice. Can have expertise and in it these. just so happens that Yes, you can have expertise, and that is why Dwayne Fabulosa has a plus 10 to both persuasion and deception. Literally cannot roll below a 20 unless he decides to uh, at level 5. That's On both of those well, abilities. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Absolute RP juggernaut. Yes. Um, and then also at third level, you gain an ability called thir uh, Unsettling Words, uh, which basically <laughs> lets you cause a creature to doubt itself. Uh, as a bonus action, you expend one use of your bardic inspiration die, choose a creature that you can see within 60 feet of you. You roll that die, and the creature must subtract the number rolled from the next saving throw it makes before the start of your next turn. Mm. Could be very, very mm. useful in coordination with other people's moves, or even your own, uh, even your own spells. If you're casting banishment, for instance, on somebody, and you're throwing down, it could be absolutely pivotal. Polymorph. Yeah, There's so many like key yeah, spells yeah. that that yeah, so many key spells. Uh, next saving throw. Concentration checks as well. If you know somebody's about to whack that person, you throw that on. They now have they now have to subtract a certain number from their next concentration check mm. that they make. There's so many good applications of, for that ability. Uh, then the next at sixth level, you gain unfailing inspiration. When a creature adds one of your bardic inspiration dice to its ability check, attack roll, or saving throw, and the roll fails, the creature gets to keep the wow. die. In other words, you, they basically keep them until time runs out or they succeed. Wow. Uh, that is good. Very, um, very, okay. it's, it's, no. it's a solid subclass, folks. It's a solid no. subclass. Uh, and it makes you really good as, it makes you extremely good as RP and support. Mm. It's really what it's designed for. Uh, not so much for attacking, but for helping everybody else. Uh, and also just being the party's face. At, also at sixth level, you gain an ability called Universal Speech. As an action, you can choose one or more creatures within 60 feet of you, up to a number equal to your charisma modifier, and those creatures can just magically understand you, regardless of the language that you speak for one hour. Uh, this You use this once per long rest, or you can Ooh. expend a spell slot to Jeez. use it again. 
Okay, please leave my table. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. And yeah. be like, yes. No, uh, this is. It's... Um, little like, yeah. give me like exit, like please go yeah, there. That, now. That dude speaking primordial no. that you uh, bigged up is uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I should mention they. You cannot understand them. But they can and understand you. And when you can't roll you. less than a 20 for persuasion, doesn't really matter if they <laughs> yes. can, if you can understand it's them. Nice. Like, you'll get the gist. They're probably going to go, okay. <laughs> yep. Nonsensicalities. Uh, yeah, for those of you, I guess, who haven't really played a charisma-based class, persuasion and deception are two of the most broken skills yes. in the game, if used properly, and if your DM is willing to let you do it. Uh, if you want to see just how good they are, if you watch episode two of the of the Dimension 20 series uh, Escape from oh, the Blood yeah. Keep. One of, I think the bar, or not the bard, the rogue on the team has like a plus 14 to persuasion or something like a plus 14 or plus 16 and uses it to incredible effect, uh, completely changing it's, that it's entire campaign. It's where most shenanigans happen two. because a play, <laughs> as a DM, you look up and your player's got this look in their eye and you're like, hmm, and then they go, what if I said this? And I'm like... <sighs> you'll moan at me if I say don't roll, sure. if I say, if I don't say roll a persuasion check. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, you have to be very careful about that DC as well. Sure. <laughs> yes. Exactly. The DM forgetting that they, that they've said this. Uh, well, they're only level <laughs> three. Okay. It's a DC 20. <laughs> well, it's like, well, guess what I DM? Can't I can't roll, roll below an 18. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh, or, or at level five, I can't roll below a 20. I auto succeed. Uh, and then jumping ahead to level 14, infectious inspiration. This one is also pretty cool. Um, when you, at 14th level, when you successfully inspire someone, the power of your eloquence can now spread to someone else. When a creature within 60 feet of you adds one of your bardic inspiration dice to its ability check, attack roll, or saving throw, and the roll succeeds, you can use your reaction to encourage a different creature, other than yourself, that can hear you within 60 feet of you, giving it a bardic inspiration die, and here's the key, without expending any of your bardic inspiration uses. So you can just pass inspiration from person to person. And here's the thing, they get to keep it until they succeed. So you can just keep passing it from person to person, and it, they wow. it, pretty much so indefinitely. Nearly every round, you uh, could be inspiring people yeah, okay, without I'm actually out. expending any of your bardic inspiration. Yeah. Uh, now the, the number of, the number of times you can use the reaction is limited to your uh, charisma okay. modifier, which at 14th level yeah. is hopefully yes. five. Uh, and you okay. can you regain Just all expended uses five. after uh, yes right. you can only inspire five people with each of your bardic and inspiration and that's still uses. only as a reaction cool, you can cool, still cool, do it as a bonus cool, action cool. normally with however many uses of bardic cool. inspiration that you actually have as yeah. well you I guess at cool. that yeah at that point what you would have uh, you would have you would CV. have ten yes. bardic inspirations so that's you fifteen basically. inspirations you could be doling yeah. out and at level fourteen that's a d ten uh, d twelve I think. It's almost a D. It's, it's a D10. Okay, so it's a D10, but it's about to be yeah. a D12. See, so handing out good. potential. Uh, 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 it, it was so really bad. No. 15, 15, lots of D10s just adding on. Huh. Yeah. And you get a D10, and you get a D10, <laughs> and you get a D10. D10. <laughs> no. It's okay. So, so, so I'm done. I'm going to go play Mortal Kombat, which is much simpler. Right, fine. I'm out. Yeah, Peace. basically, the Eloquence Bard, an exceptional support mm. class, an exceptional RP class, not built really for combat, not even not built in quite the same way the Lore Bard is for like powerful spell casting and stuff like that, but really, really good as a support class and probably really frustrating for a DM yeah. to deal with. Yeah, yeah, I'm already vexed. I'm already vexed, and I, I haven't even encountered one. I just, I, yeah. I already want to. 
Mm. You see this book? I'm going to throw it at you in the most loving way possible. Really Just miss your head. You really do have a knack for that kind of thing, for really maximizing this one trait of a character that you yeah. use. Like, every, 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 every one of Jeremy's characters that I play with is always just like so annoyingly good it's at like absolutely excellent thing. at something. <laughs> yeah. The DMs hate them. It's amazing. Uh, it's, it's I, I, I hate this. I'm all of my being. So. <laughs> I'm the guy in those. I'm the guy in those ads where it's like doctors hate this person with one simple trick. That's me Wait. with my characters. They'll hate them for one specific ability they have <laughs> that I just abuse. So you're saying you're uh, as just about as annoying as quacks, right? Yes, That's I'm, what you're a, saying. I'm a D and D quack. <laughs> and these DMs are sick of me peddling my snake potion. <laughs> Um, I did. I, yeah, I, I must admit, uh, building characters like that is fun, though. When you get to use them uh, properly, it's it's enjoyable watching the GM's face. But like, you're level three. There must be like you try to search in books. Like, no, no, there must be a reason that this is this isn't true. Surely, no one. Uh, that's amazing. So. Uh, just to wrap up, then, why don't we just list off the last few things that you get uh, after your uh, after you get to pick your college? Um, does someone want to go ahead and uh, maybe shout out? Uh, we get obviously you get an ability score improvement at fourth, eighth, twelfth, sixteenth. But and also, we didn't level. mention with the X. We should mention the expertise. Yes. You also get to choose an additional two uh, skill proficiencies to become an expert with at tenth level. So you get it at two at uh, third level and then two at tenth level. Four in total expertise. Nice. Uh, so then at fifth level, you regain all of the uses of bardic inspiration after a short or a long rest. So uh, really, really helpful after Ooh. that, because again, utilize those short rests. Um, very, nice. very, very useful. Very, very useful. Spicy. Uh, does someone want to throw out counter charm? Does anyone want to talk about? Uh... Oh, I can do it. I've got it here. Okay, so I'm discovering this myself. So counter charm. Um, at sixth level, you gain the ability to use musical notes or words of power to disrupt mind-influencing effects. As an action, you can start a performance that lasts until the end of your next turn. During that time, you and any friendly creatures within 30 feet of you have advantage on saving throws against being frightened or charmed. Foot-tank. A creature must be able to hear you to gain this benefit. The performance ends early if you are incapacitated or silenced or if you involve or if you voluntarily end it no action required <laughs> nonsensicality it's super helpful it's very Against helpful certain, if you know your enemy it's a really helpful thing to start doing when you when you sort of go into combat and there's also a lot of enemies that who have fear-based or charm-based abilities like if they're inherent ones that like it'll say once mm. you've passed you've passed do you know what I mean? So yeah. if you go into the combat, you know you know that they're going to try and uh, and frighten you. You you know start doing mm -hmm. counter charm, pass that one round, then you don't have to worry about that like for the next however many rounds. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like so very very useful. Yeah. And again advantage cool. against dragons, very useful against dragons, and then pretty much any fae, especially yes. hags. Yeah. This could. This is a very, and very good ability. Being frightened against a hag uh, could be deadly. Uh, as uh, two of the <sighs> players at, the, at this uh, Zoom know well. <laughs> yeah. Moment of silence. Pour one out for the homie. Um, and then, oh yes, and then at level ten, you get uh, magical uh, magical secrets. Um, you get magical magical secrets at what? Yeah. You get magical secrets at tenth, fourteenth, and eighteenth uh -huh. level. You see. You see. 
So many. That means you can pick le two level nine spells. Mm -hmm. I will have two level nine spells please? for other classes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Exactly. Well, let's take please wish and true table. polymorph. Why not? Double trouble. <laughs> please no. leave my table. No. Yep. No. Yeah. The stress yeah. levels. Cortisol wow. is up wow, here wow, right wow, now. Wow. What an ability. What? A, uh, yeah. That's so huge. Again, if you're, uh, if you pick wisely. I, it's it becomes a it really literally becomes a one man band of a class like uh you know if you if you pick um i mean if you picked valabard for the in this particular instance you could have a really high ac hard hitting bard which knows a ton of support spells healing spells uh and otherwise like that, it's so that it's wow it's wow. built for people I take my who are like oh i really want to do this but but i don't want to miss out on this it's like well Pick a bard, because do it all. You can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's, I they don't seem to do that much, that much worse at anything. Do you know what I mean? They're not like particularly worse off yeah. than any other class yeah. in that respect. Normally, you'd be like, you'd be really sacrificing mm. on something, but like, you have options in the colleges to really hone and be as good as something else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, wow. It's it's. I think one of the abilities that makes a case for the bard being as uh, versatile a spellcaster as the wizard mm. in some ways. Because I know wizards are always held up as the most versatile spellcasters, but wizards don't typically get access to healing spells, and bards do. Bards, I think, can gain, can get healing spells, they can get resurrection spells with this ability, and they can get wizard spells with this ability. Uh, so... They are, makes a yeah. strong case they are, I mean, they're, they're for the, the versatility of the bard. Uh, gap filler in a party. Because I'd say if you're in doubt about who to pick mm. uh, for a uh, for a party that's already there and you're joining, pick a bard because you can pretty much make them anything that works. It's the last one. Do you want to read the last one? Yeah. Should we have yeah, Johnny do the? Absolutely. Yeah, Johnny. Bring I mean, it home. Last, yeah. I mean, it's, kind home. Of, it's a bit of a damp squib after all of the incredible, amazing things that we've seen before. <laughs> <laughs> so, a twentieth level, when you roll initiative and you have no uses of uh, bardic inspiration left, you regain one use. So, you basically just get an extra uh, bardic inspiration. Again, I mean, it can be. It certainly yeah. can be the difference between life or death in some cases. On top of the certainly, other yeah, ten it's certainly, you it's had. Certainly, uh, okay, but. You know, and it's cool because you're already bossing it for two levels pre prior to this, so, you know, it's all good. Yeah, I would say, if anything, the kind of stuff that you get earlier as a bard is the sort of stuff that classes don't get until 20th level. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I think that you're okay <laughs> when you get to 20th level. Yeah. You're pretty much already a, yeah, like, a demigod at this good. point anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You just ascended early. It's, it's, it's just, yeah. yeah. It's and, just a little bit of salt bay now at the end. Yeah. It's just like yeah, a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. of sizzling. Yeah. A little bit of damage. Just another. You know? There you go. And if yeah, you're you an know? eloquence bard and you <laughs> haven't used your uh, your unfailing, I think it's unfailing yeah. inspiration or the one where you can pass, you haven't used your infectious inspiration ability, you technically have regained, uh, I think, six uses of oh, yeah. inspiration <laughs> at well, that yeah. point. Just, because just before you go into combat shoot everyone a bardic inspiration so use them all up then you get an extra one back and then yeah, you can just use it effectively as a... Yeah. yeah. Wow. 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 
<laughs> well, you know what? Um, no. what, a, what a class. What a class. Um, That's a good one. Uh, why, don't we, uh, uh, why don't we throw out, uh, and we probably will do at some point as well, we we'll probably will do a deep dive on the rest of the colleges as well. Uh, we, yeah, there aren't that many. We can yeah, do we did. Yeah, uh, we did one for our for the rogues over on our Patreon, uh, which was which was really, really good fun. Uh, so make sure you uh, check that out. But uh, do we have any like closing thoughts? I mean... Other than wow, uh, that'll that'll cover me. <laughs> like it's what a class. Um, yeah, my thoughts are: um, I would love to play one, and if you ever bring a badge to my party, don't uh, next come. Next time, next time, Minati uh, DMs. I, me, and Jeremy are both being gonna be bots. <laughs> <laughs> Double Jasper has Jasper has changed his yep. class <laughs> for, for warlock. warlock yeah. There is a podcast which is a really fun thing. Um, uh, my second favorite podcast after TB Hufflings, obviously. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> called oh. Bombarded. It's been going for a couple of years and it's an all bard party. So if you want to learn the mechanics of bard, but it's also yeah. uh, three Ooh. musicians as well. And they write songs based on dice rolls and record them and play them live on the podcast. And they also play their instruments to cast oh, spells cool. as well. So it's a really fun. If you're a, I know there's a, you know, musical nerds and D and D nerds. That's a Venn diagram. So if you're in the sort of crossover area of that, then uh, yeah, do um, uh, do take a listen. Ooh. Um, mm. uh, I was gonna, I was gonna shout out another. I was gonna shout out another podcast that actually features a previous guest that we had, uh, Christina Ariel from the show Sirens of the Realms, which is also an all female, all bard. Yes. Uh, all bard. Yes, podcast. yes, yes, indeed. Sorry, uh, very, yeah. very good stuff. Um, love yeah. that. Uh, Jeremy, did you have any final thoughts uh, on the bard? I will throw. I will throw out what I thought, which was that, I, in my opinion, I think that bard is a tremendous class, and I think that a lot of people may be reticent to play one because they have an idea that bards are supposed to be like super horny and try and sleep with mm. everything uh, or that you yourself have to be super charismatic to play a bard. I don't think either of those things are true. Certainly the horniness is not written into the class. It's just kind of the stereotype because a lot of teenage boys used to play this <laughs> class. Like this is that's who you used to see play this game a lot of. And look, teenage boys are tend to be a very horny demographic. No. Uh, so <laughs> you that's but <laughs> but in reality, you don't have to be a horny type character mm. at all. And frankly, if your DM is willing, uh, which I think the DM preferably should be, uh, you shouldn't have to actually, I think we've brought this up on the show, you won't necessarily have to perform what no. your character is doing if you don't want to, if you don't feel comfortable. You don't even have to say necessarily what your character says in character. It, you could just describe what your character mm. is saying or you, that sort of thing and roll from there and still be very effective mechanically if you're less comfortable with RP aspects. But at the same time, if you are comfortable with RP and you enjoy it uh you don't find a better class for it than this one it's just just Ooh. it's so good it's so many and opportunities it would just be good fun. to say as well generally so like charisma fun. is a broad like thing just because you are high charisma mm. doesn't mean that you are like uh flourishy likeable. and you know <laughs> you don't even have to be yes exactly exactly that yeah. You know? yeah exactly that uh yeah. like your character you know, could be a lawyer you know your character could be like a cutthroat yes. lawyer who's just a bastard <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, like um, House MD was a popular show for over like nine seasons, yeah. and that character's an mm. absolute yeah. 
art. That, so, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, that's, totally that's what, exactly what I mean. Like, the yeah. charisma is a broad thing that can re- refer to so many things. And, like, even just being well-versed in social situations, even observing social situations and understanding the mechanics of social interaction mm. is charisma. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, like, Sherlock Holmes is yeah. probably really high charisma, um, but he's not particularly good at talking to people, but he understands. He, like, I understand the machinations of yeah. social interaction, but he could still be super fumbly and awkward and do you know what I mean so you can absolutely embody all of that whilst having high charisma so mm. I think that's a really really good point and, and absolutely shouldn't turn anyone away from uh, from being a bard everyone be a bard everyone be a bard uh, and I think also yeah. as now I'm suddenly realising why there is why there exists all bard shows where there's not like all other types of classes because bards <laughs> are the only bard like a class that could genuinely stand up on their own like as ju- just all barbarian that's what I mean, all barbarian you would die <laughs> so would quickly you would come up against any ranged spellcaster and you are done. The party is wiped. <laughs> They're all just running. The whole just getting fireballed. Like, just <laughs> clumped together, getting fireballed. Like, it would be, it would suck. It would... That's why you have an Aarakocra yes. on the team. <laughs> just fly <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so, Jonathan, uh, Charles, why don't you go ahead and uh, bring it home? What's your f- closing thoughts on the Bard? Well, what do you, I yeah, have what do you say, think? I mean, I was basically going to say exactly the same thing that, that Jeremy said. He had a great point. Don't let your opinions or any kind of preconception of what you think a bard is influence your decision uh, as to whether or not to play one. Because as we've discussed tonight, they have so many cool mechanics that you don't have to be performative or talkative uh, or even likeable mm. or even think yourself interesting. You can do you can do it whatever, you know. Um, and also, yeah. I, I would like to add to that. Um, anybody who listens to this and is thinking of putting up a new character, um, can you please, just as an experiment, try uh, multi-classing a bard and a rogue, get a rogue to sixth level, get those all of those bonus Ooh. proficiencies from <laughs> from the rogue and all of the bard proficiencies and just just oh, see man. how your DM's doing after after a couple of episodes, a couple of <laughs> sessions of that. That is definitely my know. plan. Um, <laughs> There are there are DMs everywhere. There are DMs everywhere, like pausing this right now and never listening to Three Black Halflings again, and actively (laughs) actively stopping their players from listening (laughs) to this show. Like. So Jasper, you know that one shot, right? Oh, everyone's gonna turn up. Everyone's gonna turn up as everyone's gonna turn up as bards. Oh my word! Oh my word! Um, uh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, Johnny. Uh, it's so, so nice. It's so nice to have you on the show. It's a real thrill. Um, and. Uh, such a you know a, a incredibly talented uh, person and a musician hence why we immediately went to Johnny for our for our music but why don't you tell us Johnny is there anything else anything you're doing uh, do some shameless plugs where people can oh. find you and your stuff okay. well, uh, uh, you know tell us oh well um, oh gosh uh, I mean you guys know that I'm <laughs> I'm not a social media person I'm not really much for self promotion but Hermit um, is Johnny's backstory I, just so you know everyone yeah, <laughs> yes. um uh, but, uh, so yeah, two things, I guess. Uh, one, I am, and I, I'm officially using this show as a, uh, a as a, a no excuses uh, uh, inspiration to 
start using uh, social media and to uh, share yes. myself with the world. And Do I finally it. have something to that is worth sharing. It is an instrument that I created during lockdown. It is, I called it the Lonely Orchestra. It's kind of a weird Frankenstein instrument that has a whole bunch of instruments all attached to it. And I play it with a loop station. And so hopefully by the time this pod goes out, I will have a uh, my uh, Twitter up and running, and I'll have links to YouTube videos in there uh, using that. Maybe it's just one or two to start with, but yeah. And uh, obviously, if any of you listeners are uh, starting a so cool. uh, start, uh, you know, I also I, I create music. So if you got any of you people listening are starting a podcast, or you already run a podcast and you want original music, or you're creating an app that you want a jingle for, or you know, you just want me to write you a song. Uh, just come and uh, hang out and uh, we'll have a virtual coffee and uh, I'm an approachable guy and I love to create. So, yeah, come chat to me. Yeah. Um. Hire Johnny for all of your <laughs> musical needs. He's incredible. Yeah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, like, just, just, I just want to really quickly as well, uh, for everyone at home, I literally approached Johnny about making music. Uh, Johnny was like, yeah, okay, cool. I've got, yeah, I got like, a couple ideas. And I'm not kidding. Like a, less than a week later, he just rocked up with the themes for both Wagadu and this show. <laughs> and I was like nearly in tears listening to it. I was like, they're so perfect. And like, I was like, he's like, do you have any notes? I was like, no, I don't have any notes. It's fucking great. <laughs> it was a lot of fun to <laughs> Um, yeah there was one there was one more thing Um, this will hopefully be of interest to some of you it's a really really interesting slightly more serious thing Um, I was involved last year in a the recording of a new piece of musical theatre that has been picked up by the Royal and Durngate um, and it's being released as a series of videos on their website it's called On Hostile Ground so for any of you who aren't uh, Brits or you don't know the story of this, um, basically um, a couple of years ago, uh, two uh, Tory politicians, Theresa May and David Cameron, got together and basically decided to make the UK a horrible place for immigrants. And so this show basically chronicles the musically uh, the experience of some of the people who were victims of this terrible scandal. Um, and there are some songs there by the incredible composer Michael Henry, who has is influenced by just loads of really, really cool uh, different styles of music. So it's very adventurous musically. And the I think by the time this pod comes out, the next batch of uh, videos will be released on the 16th of April. So you can go to the website and check it out. There'll also be a Q&A. I was involved in the last one and the audio for that is already up on the website by now. Um, uh, with the wonderful Jean Demar, who talks, who is a uh, homelessness um, uh, uh, activist, uh, and the incredible uh, Ewan Herbert Small, who was uh, who was a Windrush victim and was caught up in the bureaucracy of trying to prove that he's British after having lived here for uh, fifty mm. uh, over fifty years. Um, it's well worth a watch. It's a lot more entertaining than I made it out to be, but it's very, very educational. So I, uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend going mm. and checking that out if, you, if you've got a moment. I am watching. Yeah, that please tomorrow. do. Please check that out. There'll be a link to all of this uh, in the uh, show notes, uh, like in the in the show. So please make sure you uh, check it out because um, it is something that is really, really important to educate yourself on. Uh, if you are someone who I constantly combat to tries to tell me that racism is no longer an issue in the UK, this is something that will help assuage you of these uh, of these concerns oh. uh, or these thoughts uh, that you I'm have take a nap <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, so a big uh, a massive massive thank you Johnny for coming on the show uh, and talking so to much. us about some bards 
Uh, it's been fantastic, and uh, I can't wait to hear some more of your music. We're going to get you to make a load more music oh, for the show. Um, it's yeah. it's going to be great. Um, so uh, thank you, um, uh, Shy Folk, yeah. for. And if you want to hear us talk about yes. the music, yes. You gotta head over to the Patreon because we about to talk to Johnny about the process for creating yeah. the music. So uh, head over to the Patreon if you want to hear the in-depth uh, discussion about how Johnny came up with the, I guess, the theme for both our show and the Wagadu, our Wagadu uh, actual play show, the Company. Hell yes, and uh, uh, yeah, so that's um, Patreon.com forward slash TB Halflings. You can find us on all social medias at TB Halflings, um, and I hope that you are taking care of yourself and you having a very very wonderful week uh so long shire folk thank you bye-bye so long shire folk That was a HeadGum Podcast.